Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Every time I hear that opener, I am reminded of the beginnings. That's what I'm reminded of every time. And, you know, I think, Benny, it was a good thing that we couldn't play the clock song because now every time I hear that opening, I get a flashback to sitting in a small room in Green Lake with Nick Johnson, and who was an intern, uh, built, helping build the network. I mean, it's just a great reminder of beginnings because today, guess what we're going to talk about? <laughs> with my very friend and colleague, Joan Marlowe, joining me here today, day one, starting with the end in mind. Holy cow, how appropriate is this? Let me just tell you about Joan for a minute. You're going to hear a lot today, and I don't want to take a lot of time because this is a short interview. It's a short time. But here's the purpose and passion. It's to help individuals enhance their health and well-being. Why? So you can kick it up a couple of hundred notches. Please. Lifelong learner, teacher, somebody committed to not only her own personal growth, but for all of us to know we can live, we can have what we desire, and we can do good things in the world. Joan, it's so great to have you here, the host of your own fabulous show. Great to have you. End in mind, I love this. You and I had the same mentor, didn't we? Oh, yes. Stephen Covey. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, decades, decades, decades ago, and all the stuff is still real. And so, and that's what this conversation is all about is going back to basics. And that's why I'm pulling a lot from Stephen Covey and the, you know, seven habits of highly effective people, because it mm -hmm. just makes sense. And it almost helps us get more grounded by having something that's familiar, because we have so many things now that are constantly in the unfamiliar zone. So that's, that's why that's why I chose this. So let's, uh, you know, for me, what I really want to start with is what the meaning is when we say starting with the end in mind. That is that was such a breakthrough moment for Covey to bring forward in the seven habits. And it was one, and, and you know, it, people ask me, who do I think was sort of the originator of thought around this, the, the idea of the secret? And there's a lot of people that come up. But I go to Covey and I go to Covey because my introduction to him in corporate America mm -hmm. and the seven habits, that was really the first mainstream moment, if I could call it that, the mainstream moment where everybody in corporations pretty much got on board. What? Seven habits, the end in mind. You know what I'm saying? It's like those, yeah, the secret came out and a whole bunch of people and it came out and Napoleon Hill and all of those folks were in the works. But Covey, he like said, I'm bringing this to you. And he did. And he gave us practical tools practical. to make this happen. And I think that's who I am. I'm all about providing people practical tools. 
to make change happen. And Stephen Covey with his seven habits was all about, you know, just think about this, practice these things, see if it's fitting into your life and then move forward. Another thing during that era was Malcolm Baldridge and the whole plan, do, check, act and doing quality management. And I also had a piece of my life in there because that also makes sense. And this day one program and all of my coaching programs and everything that I do also surround themselves around this whole plan, do, check, act. It's looking at, you know, as you're starting, you know, as we're looking at starting with the end in mind, what is it that you want to create for yourself? Again, I, I always go back to your promo where it says, if there wasn't, if there was no chance that you were going to fail, what would you do? So yeah. that, that's, part, that's part of my new mantra too. Yeah. If, you, if you couldn't fail, what would you do? And that's what this is all about. This is all looking at your, your dreams, your inspirations, your aspirations. And then of course, you know, looking at what you know about yourself. Yeah. I also mentioned in that description about the true north. Because yeah. that too is another covey. We, we need to know, and, and we've, we've gotten off kilter. And, and again, I don't mean to keep going back to the pandemic, but 2020 was a rock. I mean, it was just, it shook all of us. You know, we used to talk about the 08 debacle of the world, but now, but now 2020 has taken it over. And 2020 has now moved into 2021. And here we go. Ding, ding, ding. So, you, you know the difference between 08? Let's talk about what you just brought up because I talk about 08 and mm -hmm. my biggest pet peeve, Joan, is that we not, not as a country, we just blew by 08. Yep. We blew by it in so many ways. You know, Elizabeth Warren tried to do some stuff with that, but we blew by it. You know, we had people in our establishment and banking that got away with literally ridiculously harmful mm -hmm. things. We blew by it and people suffered. The difference is, and this is kind of crazy for me to say this, the difference is in 08, people did not have hope. They didn't see an end in it's mind. True. They lost. They were like, I'm here and I got my house and I got my job and my family. And I had a friend who top speaker, author, went from that to having a tent in Sacramento. The difference is they knew they were in the end. They knew their house was in front. We're in this moment. Mm -hmm of unstable energy now we're coming back but no don't really come back okay right but we cannot give up on the basics so let's get at the basics yeah no we can't give up on the basics because again the true north of who we are no matter how we've gotten knocked around we still have certain traits within us and we need to honor those traits we need to honor those positives that we have in our life and sometimes, and, and unfortunately, in so many of the folks that I'm dealing with and the conversations that I have and the things that I'm reading, the obstacles are just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And again, so we're looking at things that if you, if you address the word fear or look at the word fear, again, there's only, two, there's only two emotions. There's fear and there's love and that's it. So if it's not love, it's going to be fear. So things that are holding you back are going to be fear. And what does that mean? And is it still holding you back now? The definition might be a little bit different because again, I, you know, I love my operational definitions. And part of what we'll do in this day one journey as we look at 
taking these dreams and aspirations and inspirations and the who you are and finding that true north and being able to look in that mirror and say, that's who I really am. I might have lost some parts of her or him, but I am now going to come back and I'm going to be stronger and better. So a new piece that I am bringing into programs that I'm doing is helping people realize how important their resilience is. Resilience is key to us. And we've got to be able to find that fortitude. But sometimes when we're in these rocky, in these rocky modes, we don't know where we're going. And again, that's what we're calling it the next normal. The next, here we are. I'm I'm calling this the tween state. You know, we've got the BC, you know, before COVID, and now we've got the, mm-hmm. the tween state, and we don't know how long we're going to be here. Mm-hmm. And and so this is time for us to pull, you know, pull, pull ourselves up with bootstraps. Some of us can't even find our bootstraps. And we go through these, you know, roller coaster rides. And this is what we're looking at. In the day one program, it's taking a look, a hardcore look on an intensive basis at what some of these roller coaster rides are. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to find that resilience to keep on keeping on? And what does it mean? I mean, in 08, and that was, again, I am, I am so blessed that 08 happened because it forced me sorry everybody but it forced me it's all about me it forced me to make huge changes and that's why I mean that's how I'm living my purpose and my passion now was because of what happened so many of the things that I do in my lifestyle and how I treat my body and my mind happened in 08 because I was so rocked to the bottom Mm. this 2020 in 2021 now it's all about you know it's it's losing that control yes that we thought we had, and again, that's a, just a thought, but it's also looking at how real are you? I mean, are you going to show yourself up as being brave or are you going to allow yourself to really look at what's happening? And that's what day one's going to look at. Day one is going to be looking at in a variety of ways, you know, looking at creating not only a vision board that we might literally start that first week of when we get going, because this is a three-month program I'm looking for three-month commitments here and looking at how what you think you might want to be happening or happening in your life in the very beginning and watching what we continuously learn in this process because this is a process again that plan do check act we come up with a plan together because it's you Mm -hmm. and me together and then we put the plan together you commit to doing what you want to do and again these are your ideas and then you actually go and you do them. And then we go back and we check in to see how did that work out? Did it again, it's okay if it didn't work out because now we can tweak it. It's not considered a failure because so many of us are, it's either perfect or it's a failure. So these are the, some of the things that are going to come up. And, and so my hope against hope is this type of a program will really once and for all give you the tools to get beyond all of those thoughts because your brain, your brain is a muscle and we've got to change some of the muscle memory that's going on in our brains and in our yeah. minds. Yeah. And let's talk about this because this is really the opportunity and I'm glad you brought up 08 because one of the things that I know and one of the things that I'm reminded of as you're talking about it none of this journey at all. We haven't had a great announcement happen yesterday, but it was so matter-of-factly, it just blew by us until I realized how important it was and where the idea came from. 08 and 09, is, that was the moment that somehow 
what you're talking about, a day one program, a coaching practice, working with other people, taking the journey, not alone, was so critical for us. Had I not done that, and probably had 08 and 09 not happened, you would not be on the Transformation Network. The decision to expand and build this happened during that period. But Joan, what you're talking about is so critically important. And I have to say that we have the best listeners on the planet. Benny and I have been together since 2003. And what I want to say is that this is not a ship that gives up. You know, this is not a ship where we fold. And what you're offering to people is you're offering them an opportunity to get an infrastructure and a backbone mm -hmm. of energetic strength building, which allows them to be powerful in the world. That's what we're talking about. And yeah. it doesn't matter what the circumstance is, because if you're working with somebody and you're working with somebody that's got the day one program and you're looking at the end in mind, it is extremely difficult not to achieve what you desire. What do you think? I, I fully agree with you. And but that's where we're looking at um, doing this whole plan, do, check, act. Yeah. Not throwing in the towel when the first thing doesn't work. And so many of us are used to doing that as well. Right now we go, well, what the heck? Why not? Because something's going to change anyway and my life is going to shift. But that's okay because you got to keep plugging along. I mean, I over the years when I've had groups doing, even going back to talking about the vision board, creating vision boards, I can't believe there are people in my life that are saying, I think I need a vision board. And I'm going, yep, got it. But I had people that were actually creating them and they were using um, uh, bulletin boards. And so they could use a, you know, a, a thumbtack in there and hang something up. And just to see what was happening as they were going through the process of life and noticing that, okay, that has to move. And they would move it to a different spot or a different corner based upon you know, where, where they thought they wanted to go, what their balance was going to look like because something else happens. And we have to be ready to handle some of the bumps and lumps along the way. The tough thing right now is we're constantly in this cavalcade of bumps and lumps. Yeah. And what are we going to, we, but we need the strength. And there's, there's where I'm going back with that resilience. How do we build the faith in ourselves? The faith in ourselves has got to come from our belief in ourselves. And, you know, look, you mentioned we are in this really interesting time and, you know, we're in a time of spinning. But I will tell you, you know, I am live in a state, I live in the state of Washington. And this morning, I just shared with my team um, the latest breaking news from yesterday. And this is now, the state of Washington now has Governor Jay Inslee, the, one of the strictest mandates in the nation. Now, how do you look at that? Well, you look at how the spinning is going, and there are tough decisions people are making, Joan. Mm -hmm. um, I want to take a moment before we continue, because decision making is hard sometimes alone. It doesn't matter, you and I are talking about, it doesn't matter if you want to build your business. We're talking about helping people get through their day. Mm -hmm making decisions about that. How do people find out about the program? How do people find out about what you've created and what you're offering to folks today? 
Well, one of, thank you. One of the ways is to visit my website, peacefullyhealing.com and look under work with Joan, the tab work with Joan. And under that is a day one, day one page, a day one, a day one tab that shares information in depth about this program, what it's going to look like, what the uh, trying to start to establish expectations from my perspective. But again, keep in mind that it's two people or maybe more because the beauty of this program is it can be one-on-one with me, or it could be one in two folks that want to work with me and you come and you create your own little group. So that also helps with what you were saying about the decision-making. Who do you look to to help you with decisions? And what does that mean? And how do you how do you test yourself for all of that? And I've got a I've got a questionnaire there that again a real quick questionnaire that you fill out, send it off to me, and then we sit and have a consult. It's a complimentary consult just to talk about this a little bit more in the context of your lives, because what's tough in creating this kind of a program is the variabilities are as various as when you walk into a room and you have 10 people and each one of those 10 people has a completely different attitude, mindset, and their careers are different. Everything about them is different. So I am all about customizing it to the people and or the person that I'm working with. And again, we will learn. I learn very quickly what your preferences are based upon the kinds of questions that I ask and how you're responding to those questions. And, and that's, and I'm smiling because it's, it's quite revealing because I'll turn around and go, huh, might I ask, do you prefer this over this? And invariably, you know, the nod, the head goes nod. Yes, yes, yes. Or it opens up this conversation and that's, that's how it happens. All coaching is the conversations and it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper into what makes you you and what's standing in your way and again so many times that I hear people and I'll go well why is this different and they'll go well it's not really different because I never moved forward the last time I did this or the last time I talked about it again when you talk about New Year's resolutions they fall to the wayside and again we're looking at you know we write down goals in the old days of you know creating goals this is going to be action-packed Again, plan, do, check, and act. And everything is movable until you determine that this is feeling good to you. Along the way, I might teach you how to do muscle testing. So, and where where your intuition is, so you can start trusting yourself better if that piece of you is falling to the wayside a little bit. The other, the other piece of armament that I have with me that not all coaches have is is my ability and my use and my desire to bring Reiki into the conversations. I mean, Reiki is my leveler all the time. So if someone in a coaching environment gets a little stuck on something, we bring the Reiki energy into it. And that's all about, again, the Reiki is going to go to where it needs to go. It's going to provide you clarity. It's going to provide you relaxation. It's going to provide you some depth of understanding where you are. And then when we clear that way, we can continue on our merry way, if that's something you want to do. So there are lots of things that I can offer along that line. It could be setting affirmations. It could be lots of different things that you yourself need. And that's what's so beautiful about this because it is so unique. But you can find out more at peacefullyhealing.com. Uh, look, thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't even know where to begin to start, but I will tell you what. 
we need to, let's stay with Covey for a minute because we started out like that. I want to talk with you. I want to get back to that because what you all just described, what you described is the pathway to get to the end in mind. Mm -hmm. This is such a critical idea. And what I want to ask about it, Joan, is the following. When people hear this, at least when I first heard it from Covey, everybody thought you had to have a big idea. Now, I will tell you that my training in corporate America with the seven habits and then teaching it to corporate people, that thing got embedded in my brain. Like I look at the day now with the end in mind and I don't say it. What a powerful tool. If people can work with you on that and, and realize that this is not just about some gigantic vision board dream, although it does include that, mm -hmm. but with the end in mind, you and I are here because we had an end in mind. You better believe your, it. What was your end in mind? Can I ask you? I didn't. Well, I fought it for years. I fought doing what I'm doing now because I thought I had to be mainstream corporate America, do the shtick and whatever else. And I had fear about making that jump into being independent and autonomous, even though every bone in my body is independent and autonomous. And I am, you know, I'm a worker bee. I look at the big picture. I also get into a little detail. So, I mean, and, and many, many, many years ago when I had, again, two, you know, my both feet were on different banana peels and I was between jobs and I was looking at going back into corporate America versus taking my, getting, moving into my own world. And I found an amazing mentor that told me that I've got to make a decision. Talk about a tough decision. And when we had that conversation, many, I wasn't gutsy enough. So once again, I tried the way that I felt I had to do it and it didn't work. It, and now I am living, I'm living my life's purpose and passion and we all need purpose and passion. That adds to our health and our well-being, our balance, our relationships with everything in the world. And that's what this day one program is helping people do. So it's not, I mean, we all need to experience the experiences that we have. But what goes on is when you have those experiences in the stories that you're telling in your head, that's the detrimental piece. The day one program will help you take a look at those stories that you've been telling yourself. Let's get to the root of it, whether it be the fear of failure, whether it be whatever, uh, whether it be, you know, I always seek, I, I go to higher ground and I go and earn another certification. I go and take a class versus having to make a decision and yeah. stay where I am. Oh, it's, it is, it's just fascinating. It is. And, and, you know, I'm so really excited and proud of what you're bringing forth, right? You know, it is the kind of thing that I think about, especially when I think about the world we live in. And I'm thinking about what we need right now. And what we need right now is guidance and wisdom from another person that is not embedded in our day to day that can be objective. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Because Sign me up. <laughs> yep. And that's what you're offering people. And that's what we offer people. I mean, I read it booted my coaching practice, you know, in, in for the listeners, we had so many people that were out of work and tuned into the show and they have become our loyal listeners because we're in service of them, aren't we? Wow. Joan, I want to thank you for today. I know um, there's a lot we've talked about, but most importantly, 
kind of tell us again the invitation that you're having for people to get some help. Great. The invitation is called day one. There's a variety of ways you can do this. You can choose to do one-on-one with me. You can choose to bring people with you. It could be a mother-daughter deal. It could be a team that you work with. Whatever. Let me work with a small group, and then we can also expand it. Um, And and it's all about, it's an intensive. So we're looking at a 90-day intensive, which means a commitment which means that every week, and then again, we're looking at conversations between that time frame because there are things that are going on and I'm here to support you. And you can find out more on my website, peacefullyhealing.com. Look under work with Joan and then pull up your day one piece. I think we actually have borders and whatever else on my, so anyway, I think on my website now, we now have, you can click and learn more and come and join us. And I'm very excited about the opportunity because, again, my passion is to help you to enhance your health and well-being. And this is all a step in your health and well-being overall is to help develop your happiness, to help find your joy points, because that's the stuff that's going to keep you well and to keep you moving forward and to be able to live the life. No matter what it looks like on, on that vision board. We can make that happen to build confidence and autonomy and trust in yourself because so many of us have lost trust in ourselves. That's what this program is all about. And, you know, thank you for that, Joan. And would you mind telling people how they can listen to your show? Oh, great. Well, my show is Awareness to Action. And my show is on the first and third Tuesdays of the month at 9 a.m. Pacific. And my show is all about looking at those aha moments that take you from that moment of aha and literally catapults you into finding that purpose and that passion. So that's where you can find me. I love it. I'm Dr. Pat and you know where to find me. You can go to the drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com and some really cool stuff coming up for all of you. We're going to have a special logo contest for our new channels and our new network. And yes, that is coming to be because why? We have the end in mind. Thank you, oh, Betty. I love it. Thank you, Betty. Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. We'll thank you. you. This Who's... has been a pleasure. Namaste. And thank rock you. on. Have well, a great day. You betcha. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Have you ever felt like if you just had the right tools and resources, you'd be able to carve a path toward the life your heart is aching for? Guess what? You have everything you need inside you. I'm Natasha Ornedo, and I'm here to show you that your healing is in your hands. Tune into my show, Unlock the Healing Path, every second and fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about me and my work, visit NatashaOrnedo.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. 
To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark. Joining Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. Hey, everybody, welcome. You all know we have been doing a complete series ever since the big announcement came. The Pentagon report, that thing that came out that everybody was looking at. We did several shows about it. Uh, And there are many of us that have walked this earth for a really long time and understand a bit about the phenomenon that has really been secretly held to a small group of people until now. Today, we're talking about new evidence of unidentified aerial phenomena. I love that term. I just love it. It's like the coolest term. Guest joining me here today, Dr. J.C. Van Velkenberg, former Los Almost National Lab biophysicist, and Deborah, uh, and, and I hope I get this right, Deborah. Deborah uh, La Provote? Did I La get that right? La Provote. La Provat. Welcome to the show to both of you, right? How do you feel about me saying, put you both together, and now we've got a research body that just won't quit? Is that, a, is that an, an accurate representation of each of you? Uh, who wants to go first? You want to go first? Uh, uh, JC, Dr. JC, do you want to go first? I, I think it shows girl power, especially in science. You know, there's, there, there tend to be fewer women in science the further up you get. And it's important to have women in science. And I love, I love working with, with Deborah. And this has been a wonderful venture together. Deborah, give me your part too. And then Jace, Dr. JC, give me your part too. Well, yeah, I think first of all, you have to ask why now? Why did the United States government put out this report now? And I think part of it is that it can no longer be ignored. There are photographs taken around the globe daily right? Every, you know, uh, as everyone has a, a camera that has video and photographic capabilities. So images are being captured daily around the world. So no one can, it's, it's not the farmer 1950 in a field whose cow fell over, right? <laughs> and so uh, there's so much evidence being uh, observed and obtained around the world, you can't ignore it anymore. I think that's, that is the part one of the movie. Part two is, okay, these are there. We don't know what they are. G2P is not telling you what we're seeing. What we're saying is that we have captured over the last four years, thousands, 
of images of mm. multiple variety of UAPs. So it's not one, it's not like, we don't have a thousand photographs of one type of UAP. We have a hundred different uh, prototype uh, photographs out there. So our next step is, okay, it's definitely there. What is it? And how do we go about in a scientific fashion to put information out that takes it out of pseudoscience and takes it out of the realm of entertainment and just puts factual information forward so that people can make their own decisions and come to their own conclusions. Um, you know, Dr. JC, my, may I call you Dr. JC? Is that, is that appropriate? I'm not sure. <laughs> I just like the way that sounded. <laughs> yes. So really for me as a scientist, the exciting part of this is actually getting to, to look at things that are unknown and pursue that scientifically and get answers that could help us in ways that we can't even imagine mm -hmm. as of today. Because when you're a scientific researcher, you have a single observation and it's of interest and you wanna dig into it and see what it's telling you. And of course, you're always coming from your own personal interest. If you're a researcher in cancer, you're looking at it from a cancer perspective. Um, you know, but then what you do is as you're gathering data and you're amassing data and amassing findings, you start recognizing bigger patterns. And then you start collaborating with other innovative thinkers in different fields. They start looking at your data and they're looking at it from their perspective. At that point, they see your data and they're like, you know what? This applies to my field. This will advance my field from this perspective. So they pick up your information and they start pursuing it. And this kind of information the, with the UAPs, the, the things that we're seeing, the features that are being researched are acceleration, um, directionality, things that tend to not fit our known physics right now. And so by researching those and, and expanding our knowledge base, these are pieces of information that could help us in so many different fields. Thinking of the range all the way from, from aircraft manufacturing to human health. And I'm so glad you said that, you know, as a researcher myself, I really appreciate the empirical side of it. Am I the only one that has wondered like about the time frame of this Pentagon report? They focused on reports that occurred between 2004 and 2021. Why? Yes. Well, first of all, I think uh, 2004 to 2021 is where they have the most data. But what's interesting is that in this report and other things that have been released is that there is uh, some time of observation almost daily. And so, uh, again, it, it's just getting to the point where if you're not reporting on it, if the US, United States Navy and our military isn't putting information out, then, then it would appear that we have something to hide and we don't. And what the report said, which was interesting is, yes, some of these can be explained, but the majority of them can't, which still makes them fall into the unexplained aerial phenomenon um, and that they recognize that and that they're doing more research. But the military used a very small data set, you know, only information gathered by the military. And I understand why, because uh, there's so much information out there and you don't know, like the photograph might show up on Facebook and then two weeks later it's shown to have been photoshopped or whatever. So that's why the information that's put out by the Genesis 2 project, we don't put it out until it's been, yeah. you know, forensically validated that these photographs are not retouched, not enhanced, not altered in any way. So what you're looking at and what we share is exactly what was photographed or videotaped. 
And then that, that data can be worked off because there's the solid science behind it. And let's bring the science to the conversation now. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? And even yes. with that, I'm sure there'll be backlash. But what do you think is your greatest opportunity and your greatest challenge? And I'd like to, each of you, if you don't mind sharing that, um, who, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. The, the greatest challenge is really overcoming um, the perception of this uh, mythically. You know, this, this does have a lot of entertainment value, especially right now. You turn on the TV and you change any channel and you, you're very likely to find some kind of entertainment show speculating on theories of what this could be um, and they go every they run the gamut from quite wild and threatening you know because because it's sensational you know and they they want they want viewers and and that's that's totally understandable however that's that's the tide that we're fighting against you know to make something scientifically valid when really it's been entrenched in our our popular media as an entertainment of something with entertainment value um, you know and that's been that's been tricky because even people that are bona fide scientists that understand the need to go into any kind of project with a clear mind with no bias with not making any kind of judgment of saying um, it's not this, and I'm out to prove it's not this. You know, you cannot start a scientific research study that way. You don't know what it is. Yeah, and you know, I, that's really the opportunity then too, doctor. It's like the opportunity is that, you know, it does get easier every day because evidence validation requires, you know, such rigor, but then it requires also, and it really produces, the rigor then produces more, more acceptance, right? You know, it, it turns the tide a bit. It turns the conversation a bit. Uh, Deborah, how, how about you? You know, greatest challenges, obstacles? I think the obstacles and the challenges are uh, the competition between what's easy, which is entertainment, right? <laughs> and, and, and the mass uh, audience of entertainment over um, science. And although I think hopefully that's changing. And, um, you know, I think what's interesting with G2P is that we don't speculate. We're not trying to convince you of anything. What we're showing you is like these items, these UAPs are being photographed daily. I mean, daily around the world and in the United States. So they're right here. So when people say, oh, well, you know, it's probably maybe uh, something from China or Russia. Well, I doubt seriously that China or Russia are testing their technology over our airspace, right? Uh, where we could intercept it on a daily and photograph it. And so I think the biggest challenge is there's always gonna be naysayers that even don't listen to the science. And uh, all we can do is present solid factual evidence and then, uh, and then follow up. I mean, our forensic analysis of all of these UAPs is only phase one of the forensic uh, analysis that's going on. Then, then come in the groups of physicists who start looking at, okay, can we measure these things? Can we tell their size? Can we tell their trajectory? Can we uh, plot their speed? You know, I think about 
you know, I've done a number of interviews in 18 years, and I think about the many things I've talked about because what we are considered is we're considered a different kind of network. We're considered the network that talks about things that other people don't talk about. But this, what we're talking about, are we at the tip of the iceberg? Do you, you know what I mean? It's like, here's this iceberg. Here's this tip. We get a report. Now we're getting your science to come forward. But are you excited about what's underneath the water? Oh, very much so. Because you you never know. You never know what you're going to find. Wow. And, and that, you know, I, I can speak for science. You know, everyone goes into science because you have just an insatiable curiosity about the world. And, and this feeds into that. You know, it's so exciting to think about what we're going to learn. Um, what do I believe today that is going to be proven totally wrong? You know, that's <laughs> really exciting. I would love to know that because that's that shows growth and advancement, and and those are things that we should be cherishing and pursuing because it's only going to help all of us. And let me follow up on what JC just said, like. I think one of the biggest things that uh, is kind of surprising to me is that nobody's freaking out, right? I mean, right. So you think world of the world, world of the worlds, right? I mean, I mean, people were actually running from their homes. They thought we were being invaded by aliens. Of course, it was melodramatic. Thank you, uh, Orson Welles. But uh, I mean, it's like these photographs, the, the report comes out from the Pentagon. You don't have people running in the streets and screaming. They're like, oh, well, yeah. Okay, well, they are here. What are they? And, and so I think the biggest thing is that the iceberg has been around for a long time and people are just now really looking at the tip. Yeah. You know, let me ask you a question. I know this is a really short interview, but before I go there, again, please let folks know how they can find out more about what you both are doing, how they can find out more about reports that are coming out. How do they stay plugged into the science that you're bringing forward? What's the best way for people to do that? So right now we have we have a very simple website set up and we are very cautious with what we release. And that's something that's really critical to keep in mind. We're not just going to post something when it comes up to get people to come and see what we're doing. Um, everything that that we ever release has been forensically validated. It has gone through multiple steps of validation, scientific steps of validation, and it is in the process of being scientifically analyzed. We also consider national security implications. Um, so there, there's multiple levels that are considered before we ever put anything out. So it takes a long time for stuff to get out. And yep. then also we only put a couple things out. We're very cautious with that. Um, so the website, this isn't something you're going to go to every day and it's updated all the time and new stuff is out there because that's not the way science works. Science is quite slow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we do have a website. It's www.genesis2project.com. And the other thing is that we are also very cautious about keeping this scientific, about keeping this, um, it, it has to be very straightforward science. So we have very strict non-disclosure agreements for everyone that works with us. People do not talk about it. We have very renowned scientists that are working with us. We have very renowned business people that are working with us. We have security people working with us. Everyone has signed the NDA because the focus should not be on the people or their reputations, you know, or their celebrity status. The science has to be on the science. And yeah. that's what 
the attention has to go. So we, so that is something else that that's why our site is very science minded and we, we only release very little information. Um, you know, one of the things is that you are at this place where you've got this boulder and, you know, my mom used to say to us kids all the time, you know, how do you feel about rolling the boulder uphill? And, you know, we would look at her and say, what, you know, like what? And she'd say, how do you feel about rolling the boulder uphill? And the three of us girls would look at her and I have, you know, my two sisters would look at her and say, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I'd say to my mom, but what's over the hill? You know, what am I going to see over the hill? You know, what's on the other side of that? And that's how I would determine whether or not I was going to push that boulder up over the hill, metaphorically, but in life now too. And I wanted to ask each of you, there is an over the hill side of this and you both are committed to it. You know, we're starting to see some unusual things. SpaceX. What? What? How did we do that? Like, you mean like a private, like a private funding money type person decided that we're going to do that? What are you most optimistic about? Because I know you're, you have to hold tight the rigor of what you do. You know what I mean? You have to hold it tight. So even if you were to bring other partners in, you have to hold to the strictest of science. And you know what I want to say to you about more in this field than a lot of other fields, right? Your margin of error here is credibility on the line, right? And I can hear it from both of you that that is important. What's the next venture for you? Because when I look at the preliminary assessment, many people blew by this, but 80 out of 144, right? Just for a minute, 80 out of 144, people looked at this and were like, ah, but that is all in science, 80 out of 144 reports were involved multiple sensor observation. In science, in my research, that is a very big percentage, right? That's like not a little tiny thing. That's like a big deal. I'd love for each of you in these closing minutes to, to talk to us and tell us what you see as the next big deal for us. What is the next big vision without giving secrets? <laughs> that you're super like, I can't wait till we discover dot, dot, dot. I'll start. It's an excellent question. And um, I think that we, Jenny said, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And so the next big thing is what are, you know, with our, with our team of physicists and the, the multiple ways in which you can now analyze these things, whether it's looking at changes in gravitational fields or uh, uh, their trajectory, their movement, they're plotting their uh, speed and trajectory. All of those things are going to give us uh, a better understanding of where they come from, where they go and why they're here. So the next big thing to me, but the, I think our, our biggest takeaway, people said, well, uh, when, will this, when will your report be out? And we're like, this is an ongoing uh, analysis. I mean, every day we didn't photograph one, we didn't photograph one style. We have thousands of photographs and we and video and we have numerous uh, types of UAPs. So 
what is that telling us? I, I mean, if, if you're testing a prototype, you test one or two prototypes, you don't test a hundred prototypes. So like, like have all of these always been here? How long have they been here? Why are they here? Do they have, does each different prototype or, or model have a different purpose? So I, I just think the wealth of information that's going to be coming out in the future is, is going to be mind blowing, but yeah. in a wonderful way. It's so exciting. Uh, doctor, how about you? I think for me, it's more, it, I really have an altruistic excitement about this because it's going to help people understand what science is and the power behind science, you know, the serious nature of it and how this can, how this improves our lives in many different ways and that it needs to be taken seriously. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm excited to bring just the, the populace into the fold of recognizing what science is on a basic level versus, you know, kind of what we see on TV of someone just running out and doing something and it's done in five minutes and you have an answer, you know, but really what the scientific method is, you know, how powerful it is and how it grows over time, decades even, you know, that, that this, and it's, it has to do with collaboration. You know, it has to do with working people outside of your field. It has to do with expanding your mind to being open to new things. And it's really only those ways that we're really able to change our lives and to make the world a better place and to become inclusive of everyone. You know, to when you bring people into the fold, when you work outside of your field, then you recognize the merits in what everyone else in that field is focused on. You recognize why they're excited about it, why it's important, whereas you really didn't see that before. And so I think that this, this field opening up in this way, in a scientific way, really has a lot of potential just to help us, just to help humanity and to help us get along better, to help us understand one another more, to be more productive you know, yeah. as, as a collective. Yeah, well, I want to thank you both for, first of all, joining me here today, and of course, taking the message out. For those of you just tuning in, we're having a very significant, important revelation on uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. That is the acronym UAP, um, of course, that was, has been floating around, and that's when you see it, that's what it means. But now we're moving into the realm of science. You know, now what we're really looking at is not just explaining things hypothetically or speculating, you know, thanks to you both and the body of work that you and the team is doing to bring this forward. We're now showing the public the science. And that's what happens when they go to your website. We're now showing people this is real. This is not Photoshop. This is not a YouTube video that we've touched up and made it look kind of cool. And that in itself is miraculous. You know, you all bringing that level of science forward is miraculous. People will still shake their heads, but I know one thing, you cannot dispute science, not when you have the rigor that both of you are putting forward. Thank you both for everything. Um, again, the website, last question. I'd like to know your personal message. I'd like to know what each of you would like to leave us with today. Ooh, be kind. <laughs> Stay open-minded and know that there's always more to learn. Yeah. By the way, did you know that in our field, in the field that I'm in, that we just researched and discovered 
that the antithesis and the remedy for stress and what we've gone through for 18 months, one of the first studies to ever come out is on decency. Oh, wow. The world could huge uh, use a dose of decency. (laughs) I love it. Thank you both. Again, the website, please, Deborah, would you? Yes, it's www.genesis2project.com. And for all of you out there, more about the truth will be revealed thanks to these scientists, these forensic people that have said yes to bringing us the best of the best that we could learn about UAPs. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's me, psychic medium, Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker, Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call-in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Champion your life with me, Leanne Champion. First Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That new gym membership might help you get fit, but what about emotional fitness? Jump into the rushing waters of personal growth. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Visit ChampionYourLife.com and let's do this together. Guess what? You don't need to wait until the new year to set new goals for yourself. Hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, the host of Awareness to Action, and I'm taking this concept to a whole new level. I've developed a program to take your awareness to action in 90 days. Let me introduce you to your day one. Day one can start any day you choose, so why not now? We will use powerful brainstorming, mastermind, visioning, and goal-setting techniques to open your awareness of what you really want in your life and take action with intention to get there. Choose to work with me one-on-one or in a small group. Let's connect, lift each other up, and hold each other accountable. I'm offering a free consult to design your program. Visit my site, peacefullyhealing.com, to connect with me, and let's find out when your day one will begin. It's time to shake out your money-making truth on Soul Wisdom Abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com.